Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the microphone with thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. Hi, this is Tim Venable of Cornet Global. Joining me for this edition of What's Next is Dr. Sanjay Rishi, CEO of JLL Work Dynamics in the Americas. Thanks for being here, Sanjay. Oh, thanks, Tim. This is a pleasure to join you once again uh, to have this conversation. Yes, we had the, the pleasure of speaking a few months ago on What's Next, and it's great to have you back again today. And since we last talked, I think you have published a new book, and it's some of the themes emerging from your work that we're here to talk about today. So tell us a little bit about, about the book and how it came about. Yeah, Tim, so the book is called The Workplace You Need Now, uh, Shaping Spaces for the Future of Work. It's published by Wiley. They reached out last November, December, asked me if I'd be interested in writing a book on the topic. And I think it stemmed from, well, I know it stemmed from all the nervousness and anxiety that we all felt about workplaces, about work. Over the last year and a half, there's just so much, as you know, Tim, that has changed in our world around facilities, management, portfolio. And it was just a very interesting proposition. I reached out to a couple of my colleagues and asked them, and they said yes. And long story short, it took us about five months of evenings and weekends of writing, but it's been a really interesting journey. And, you know, just talking to clients, and we've got client stories in the book, Tim, about 20 of them that bring to life this transformation that's going on and sort of has almost prescriptions or at least stories that are something people can learn from on what to do across multiple dimensions of workplace. Okay, great. So practical and usable and congratulations, by the way, simply on getting it done and making it happen. Indeed, indeed. There's so much that's changing again, Tim. There is no one size fits all. There is no panacea, no one answer. So one of the things we tried to do in the book is provide a framework so people could assess their complexity and then a framework that provides a roadmap on, again, all the dimensions. And we'll talk about that more here and bring it to life a bit. Okay. So to kick things off, the idea of the workplace, uh, the workplace, as you say, has undergone an unprecedented transformation since the start of the pandemic about a year and a half ago. Tell us about that evolution from your perspective. Yeah, I think we took workplaces for granted in some ways, didn't we, Tim? You know, work was someplace that you and I went to, you know, I'm going to work. Well, that's not the case anymore. Work is what you do. So in this business, and everyone that's listening to the podcast, I might imagine, we're in the business of enabling work now and work very seamlessly, right, across this hybrid workplace, seamless between home and coffee shops and office, really work from anywhere. So that's a big mind shift that's happened. I think another big change is workplaces, real estate, portfolio, however you want to think about it. We always thought of it as something that needed to be managed from a cost standpoint. And it's very clear today that the value of workplace, and by the way, for our community of people that work in this, this is really, really rewarding to see value assigned to the work we do, as opposed to cost being traditionally assigned to the work we do, because it is about talent and about people first, and it is about attraction to the workplace. It's about culture, community, all these concepts. So really big changes 
And of course, along with that is a focus on sustainability around health. So again, just a myriad amount of influences that are that have really redefined. And this is a lasting change. This isn't something that's once and done. It isn't going to go away tomorrow with the virus. This is sort of fundamentally changed because people have learned from their experiences too. Exactly. And so in terms of fundamental change, how would you, you say organizations should now view the purpose of the office? Yeah, you know, this is another one that, you know, early on, and you heard this, I heard this, we all heard this, that said, we'll start working remotely. Productivity is something that we didn't know, but productivity can be managed and maintained. And why do you even need the offices? What is the purpose of offices or a workplace? Well, since then, we have, and a lot of others have done surveys, and while 90% of people, employees globally would like some flexibility, working hour schedule, what days they come to work, over 80% of them still want to come to the office. There's this idea of apprenticeship, learning from each other, that energy you get just working from, with each other. I, I mean, a couple of interesting statistics, 15% of us find our spouses or have found our spouses in the workplace, Tim. And 40% of us say that we find our best friends in the workplace. Well, you can't do that sitting from home. No, so, you can't. <laughs> right? It's, it's just, it's, so it's interesting. The purpose of the office or the purpose of the workplace is now so much more around that culture, collaborating with each other, finding creativity, and building a community, so four C's is what we talked about, about in the book, but it really is about creating a brand. How can you create a brand and stickiness and a sense of belonging around the workplace if you and I and everyone else are working from home? It just, and talent is so portable today. If everyone works from home, if I work from home, my sense of belonging to my work group, to you, to any, anyone else I work with, becomes so much less than if I'm coming to the workplace. The old water cooler conversation and the camaraderie that happens is so important. So that's the new purpose of the work of the workplace or the office. I'll finish by saying it's also around creating this community that is inclusive, that is sustainable, environmentally conscious, that is healthy, all of these important elements. And by the way, connecting digitally becomes the purpose of the office. Exactly. Okay. Now, these big corporates, these occupiers that you work with, Sanjay, in terms of, you know, in this new hybrid world, they've got to evaluate what they need now moving forward. How can they do that? What about uh, some tool or method for going about evaluating what they need now and what it needs to look like? Yeah, and it's, uh, it's a balance between understanding that there is a real need for sort of the design of the workplace. So what you need today, obviously, you have to look at occupancy. It's going to change on a day-to-day -day basis in terms of who's coming to work. But the one thing that we have heard from our clients, as I imagine you have, is that you know this choose-your-own-adventure for workplace isn't really sustainable. Everyone's, I mean, C-suite has been talking about CEOs of the big banks have said it very clearly on one end of the spectrum. But even organizations that are not saying everybody should come back to work recognize that a free-for-all is not sustainable. So in terms of space needs, let's look at if people are going to come to work, largely speaking, you're going to need the space. You can't flex the space one day on a Monday and then go back on a Tuesday, but you do need to 
start thinking about redesigning spaces, the me spaces, the we spaces, uh, this idea of team-based workplaces, activity-based design, all of these, and then locations, where do people work from? But all of that goes back to planning who comes to work, when do they come to work, uh, this idea of rostering so that work groups are in the workplace at the same time, but then planning around it and then looking at the space needs and again, making those available, redesigning them. I mean, those are some of the things that our clients and really organizations are working through today. Okay, perfect. H&I Global is a leading global provider of workplace furnishings and residential building products. A collective of brands, including Allsteel, Gunlock, Han, and others, come together to provide a full portfolio of solutions, allowing H&I to serve as a single-stop solution, no matter your company's size, price point, or design expectations. Learn more about H&I's process and people at hniglobal.com. Now, I understand that, that uh, you and your co-authors have come up with three frameworks Sanjay, that the companies can use as they try to figure out how to create that great, enticing new workplace that'll make people want to come and be there and collaborate. Tell us about those frameworks and um, just just share a little bit more about that. Yeah, Tim. So we were, as we were thinking about this, and we were talking to each other, talking to organizations, enterprises. We were talking to occupiers and investors in the space. So off the twenty odd stories that we have everything from Microsoft to Capital One to Sterling Bay to Salesforce. There's so many stories that we've brought to life in the book, but all that to say that we said, you know, there were groupings, there were themes that were coming across. And anytime now that we've written a book, you write a book, you sort of try to organize those. So we've organized them in three categories or three, three parts to the book, really. It's the personalized workplace, the responsible workplace and experiential workplace. And maybe I'll just take a couple of minutes, Tim, and bring a little bit to life. So the personalization of the workplace, if you think about our lives, it's all around smartphones and around our products that we consume, the mass-produced products that are individually customized. And really, the workplace is becoming that. The workplace is going to be much more personalized. You know, we want to be able to look at, you know, what do I need when I get to the workplace? Is the temperature, is the, the room I'm going to have, the space I'm going to occupy, am I connected digitally? So this experience that I'm going to have is very personalized for me. I mean, we, we did a study of 3,000 workers, Tim, across the globe, and we looked at four types of workers, everything from experience levels to wellness addicts, you know, those that want to be in the workplace, those that don't want to be in the workplace. So these personas are one way of grouping it, but it's really individually personalized on how they are going to consume the space they're in, how they feel connected to the organization, finding a parking space as an example. Uh, how do you efficiently consume the seamless workplace again? I'll switch to the second group, Tim, around the responsible workplace. And in the responsible workplace, it's environment, it's sustainability, it's health and wellness, both mental and physical, it's diversity, inclusion across the globe, really, on responsibility has a very new definition. We've been talking about sort of CSR for a long time, but as you and I know very well, now organizations are announcing 
carbon emission goals, net zero goals. And those are really sort of very aspirational goals, but to make them real, organizations have to plan and put a project together, put goals and make this all real. So that's all around responsible workplaces. And there's very purposeful initiatives that organizations are gonna have to make um, and decisions. So that defines the workplace. And finally, it's around the experiential workplace. And it's this digitally connected, individually experienced workplace that is designed to satisfy my needs when I come to work. And it isn't just because I'm part of an HR organization or finance organization, which is how we have designed workplaces in the past. So I'll pause there, Tim. Obviously, a lot of stories to bring to life around these three. Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. And what an exciting time to be in workplace, right? What an exciting time to be in corporate real estate and making things like this happen for employees all over the world and their employers. Super. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I'll throw a couple of statistics at you. The World Health Organization did a research, Tim, conducted research. 94% of employees who felt that they were cared for by their organization, they were personally engaged. And by the way, engaged employees are creative. Uh, happy employees uh, had 79% lower burnout rates. They were less likely to leave to the tune of 61%. Uh, so it's, it's really interesting kind of statistics that, that again go to saying, if, you, if we do this right, talent, retention, attraction, all of that is sort of benefits from it. Absolutely. Exciting. Absolutely. And now, Sanjay, my, my last question is this one. So you describe these frameworks and these dimensions that are so important and frankly, it's just exciting for me to, to listen to. Give us some examples of companies uh, that are doing it well, companies that are really following this path and doing it well, and, and some lessons that maybe other companies can uh, draw from their experiences. Yeah, Tim, I'll try to bring that to life with a, an example or two across these three categories. On the personalization front, Microsoft is featured quite prominently in, in the book. And Michael Ford is the leader for real estate workplace experience at Microsoft. And he's very, very passionate about it. And he talks about two parts of this. I mean, one of the things that no surprise, Microsoft and Michael talk about is you've got to lead with technology around digitization to help personalize. I gave you some examples around the space, the digitally connected, when I get on a public transportation or I into the parking spot, how seamless is my transition into the workplace? But then he finishes that in the same breath by saying, listen, it's not just about digitization. We're going to have to transform spaces. And it's interesting. He talks about this concept of designing spaces for the future. In fact, one of his quotes is, we've got to design spaces now for today's eighth graders because they have aspirations and they have needs that we can sense. And of course, it's around neighborhoods that Microsoft has doubled down on and team-based. But again, think about that eighth grader and how they are digitally savvy. Gamification is really important to their experience. And we've got to be thinking about that. So that's, a, that's one example that we talk about in the book. If I switch to sort of responsible, and Mike, by the way, Microsoft leads uh, if you've just heard about what they're doing in Atlanta, in a part of Atlanta that sort of didn't benefit from the growth of Atlanta and Microsoft's doubling down there. But a few other examples, we have uh, a company we talked to, InfoGrid. It's all around healthy buildings. 
with the big emphasis on health and wellness. And InfoGrid's uh, CEO, Ben Wheeler, talks about sensors. We've heard about it a lot, but they are all becoming real now in terms of clean air, in terms of predictive preventive maintenance, and how often uh, you need to clean based on the usage of companies. Another client of ours is Kevin Farley at Principal Financial, and they've announced carbon emission reduction 40% by 2035, not unlike many other companies, and really net zero by 2050. And he talks about their journey around this whole environment, sustainable, healthy buildings. And again, the third part of this is around experiential and a couple of examples to share with you. Andy Glor is a big investor, CEO of Sterling Bay. He talks about the McDonald's headquarters in Chicago and how it's designed to experience the space around open staircases, around balconies on every floor, around digitally connected experienced or rather experiences uh, that McDonald's at their headquarters. So, but these are just a few examples, uh, Tim, that bring to life this idea. And again, a lot of descriptions and client stories in the book around it. Okay. Well, some excellent findings from your work there. It sounds exciting because it is, and you know, you're making a huge difference for your clients with, with these things that you're doing. So uh, it's been great to talk with you once again, Sanjay. And it's, uh, again, thank you on behalf of everyone at Cornet Global for sharing these insights uh, with Cornet Global and our members. Indeed, Tim. Enjoyed it. Thanks. Thanks so much. Take care. This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit cornetglobal.org to learn more.